over that mountain, Lord, that we can speak to that mountain. Hey Ben, I know that you've been looking for some some philosophies or some some rules to guide your life. Hell yeah, I is, love philosophy. Is that true? Are you you feel like you're kind of spinning? You're, um, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you're you're just kind of reacting to things. Is that does that sound like you? I feel like I'm surviving, but I'm not thriving. Okay, well, this is going to be perfect for you. Do you also feel like you're kind of a pussy? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, this is going to be great. So. Listen, these are from my, some of my favorite uh, thinkers, right? And I say thinkers Thought leaders, because, you know, that's what they do <laughs> is, is, is like they step back and they think. And that's, that's fundamental to this whole worldview. Okay, try this one on for size. No man is free who is not master of himself. Oh, captain, my captain. Not quite. <laughs> Let's try it again. No man is free who is not master of himself. I am the master of my fate. That's what I was thinking of. Exactly. He who is everywhere is nowhere. Okay. I get it, but if you want to explain it, you can. (laughs) Okay. He who is everywhere is actually nowhere. So the thing is that the he, it's not referring to a specific other person. They're using the second person a little bit differently. Okay. That, that's saying it could be you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you're, I think it means if you're trying to do too many things, you're too busy. Don't half-ass everything. Whole, Whole ass. ass one thing. Yeah. Be tolerant with others and strict with yourself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so there, I, I think this is where you're starting to get into like, you know, there, there, there doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be this really tough, hard, hard nosed thing. You know, you've already done that. Mm-hmm. Is what's important is that when you become a stoic, it's actually a kind of softening, right? It's like you, you've been through so much. You've you've hardened yourself. You've you've been in the grind, and what you now need to do is figure out how to sort of be patient with the world and with yourself. Had that ever occurred to you? No. And had it occurred to you that you can't control things that are outside of your control? When you point at me, I I want to listen to you (laughs) and do everything you say. (laughs) Well, then I'm going to keep pointing. The more we value things outside our control, the less control we have. Dear, dear, do, do Stoics have God? Hang on. <laughs> uh, they haven't figured that out yet. The guys on the internet. Dear I, Logos, mm-hmm. give me the strength to um, control the things I cannot control and yep. the peace to, to lo- uh, what did you say, value the things that I cannot. Value the things that you can't, no, not value the things you cannot. Oh, not value? You don't value things you can't control. Oh, I thought it was the opposite. Huh. So you have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um, 
One more. If something is humanly possible, it's attainable by you too. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the appropriate response. And and I'm going to snap out of it here. I'm going to jump jump out because I'm I'm just sometimes I get in the stoic scroll and I just can't can't climb out of it. Yeah. But I think what you're feeling right now is is um you know that that's part of the stoic experience is you don't quite know how in any way this is actually considered meaningful advice but you can contort your brain to project your life to project it onto your own life and figure out how the morass of your own life can be sculpted in the smallest most inconsequential way to make you feel a little bit better about yourself that sounds like my isn't, shit but isn't that what we need at the end of the day it's just a little kind of gentle push in the right direction at the end of the day what i need is a glass of wine or maybe two. <laughs> oh, uh why don't well why the don't stoics we pause would... there and you say hello to the campers while i sure. let my dog outside okay sure okay absolutely um what's up campers it's been a while i would say at least two months but don't quote me on that um and Ben and I have been in the grind. I've been teaching. I had spring break. Um, and those things have not really changed in any meaningful or interesting ways. And however, we have been finding ways to entertain ourselves in the meantime. Um, ben, what have you been doing? Uh, I was letting the dog out. I just told okay, you Okay, after that. Oh. Or before that. Uh, whew. Um, not much. Just keeping it real. I went last night back to uh, AS Art Students League, first life drawing in a while. I thought you were going to say ASMR. <clears throat> yeah, ASMR meetup. <laughs> um, and that was cool. Been kind of away from that. We went on vacation to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Other than that, just trying to find uh, good content to keep keep the boredom at bay. There's not much out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been I've been playing basketball. That's that's been a highlight. Basketball Jones. In fact, I had to choose this weekend. I had to choose Magic Camp or basketball. <laughs> and tonight there was a game. There actually was a game tonight, but I I, I wouldn't have probably gone. Any, I mean, in the morning, um, Saturday mornings. That's my new. Oh, I see. That's my new setup is playing basketball, and that's been that's been a lot of fun. I think it's it's a, you know, what it really is is a, is a proving ground for my own masculinity. Yep. And a place where I can work that stuff out in nonverbal ways. You know, it's not as good as a therapist, but in a way it's better than a therapist mm-hmm. in that it helps me perpetuate toxic behavior to the point that I don't ever <laughs> want to figure it out. The you way know, it just becomes a part of who I am. Yeah. Just even thinking about that makes me uh, not want to play basketball. <laughs> it's not that bad. I'm exaggerating. In- Actually, I would play with you. Right. And As I'm a member at the at my local Y, sure. so we could let's go let's go shoot around. Let's, let's go shoot some, shoot some play some horse. So how does basketball work for you? How do you do that? Um, that's that's part of what is so I think appealing in the moment to me about it is that there is a social component. It's it, but it is very, it's like I said, fairly nonverbal, and <laughs> and um, kind of the opposite of my day to day. In which I'm overly explaining things constantly, mm. and just my—I feel like my days are filled with 
contortions, social contortions of, you know, big and small in all, all types of different weird interactions with kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of have to feel it out. You, but here's how it works. You go around 8.45. The games start around 8.30. I don't want to be there for the first game. These are scheduled events. There's times of open gym. Open back, basically. backball gym. Open open back backball gym. <laughs> and you show up. You make it known that you are there to play by shooting on one of the adjacent hoops. Okay. Occasionally pausing, putting the ball up against your hip, watching, and then going back to shooting. Looking at it, yeah. And then, and then when that game abates, hopefully, or, or in the meantime of that game, hopefully four, three to four other people have also showed up in that time. And you, one by one, go up to those people or they come up to you. That's part of the, the calculation is do I approach, do they approach? Um, but you don't want to look too eager one way or another. That's important. And you say, hey, you... Y'all got five? You trying to... Are you guys trying, trying to run? To hoop. Are you trying to run? Trying to run? Are you trying to run? Oh, that's crazy. I thought we were doing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, or or you just keep it simple and, and don't even try to code switch in any way and just say, hey, do you have a team? And that usually goes over fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all the secret passwords are optional. Well, just... I, I think there's a, re- there's a limited reward to having some of the nomenclature right down right that's a way of he knows the words you must be good you know the it's not that you you're good it's that you well maybe you're good because you've played enough you know the etiquette you know the etiquette and you it's 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 the new boardroom you know it's the new golf course the new golf course that's what i meant um this guy's trying to i i'm out and he's trying to putt he's half the distance to the (laughs) fucking hole he's trying to putt that's one of the few things i do remember from golf etiquette i'm sure it would come back immediately Who's, you would, who's out and who's... We're educated in golf etiquette. We did which is literally than, passed etiquette school in more golf. More than, I think, like uh, many of like like a once a year golfer bro. Right. It was like, this is sick. We're going to go golfing with the dudes. And, yeah. And, and drink, you can drink the whole time. And you just whack it. Yeah. Yeah. And the ball. Um, yeah. It's the same same general thing. And, and a lot of that I learned in Seattle. And it did help to have a friend there. I could never probably have done it without having a person who knew how to do that sort of stuff. And I will say also that the games in Seattle, for whatever reason, were much more aggro. Hmm. That's that's another thing I would say about the public gym as opposed to the private lifetime fitness. Oh, yeah. That, you know, there and it could just be Denver in general. The vibe is good. That's what I like about it more than anything. Rarely does it get too intense however last week there was a near scuffle which i was involved in um why am i not surprised <laughs> it wasn't my fault man. do you show you show up in your good vibes only shirt i assume <laughs> or one of them yeah of course yeah but it doesn't go across i guess it doesn't come across all the time <laughs> now nah, this guy was this guy was calling some some bullshit fouls calling fouls mm. um do you have to give him the hand talk to the hand man <laughs> yep so, you know, I do my best. I still have a little bit of the, you know, ability to run and play defense and rebound that other guys have lost because they're too fat. Just stamina, yeah. Um, 
but I'll, I'll be there before we know it, I would say, I think is what I'm, I'm learning about, you know, aging in the process. I, um, I could not handle it. <clears throat> just on your body or on the, my body. I'm yeah. sure I, I would. It's really hard on really hard. my body. Yeah. And, and I kind of like that actually. Um, you know, I'm a kind of a streaky player. Mm-hmm. I'm hot or cold. Okay. If I got a hot hand, watch out. Okay. Look out. If I'm cold, look out because it's raining bricks. Do you have any, uh, you know, dunks, field goals? Yeah. Technically, yes. Any three field goals, any shot. Three so. peanuts, three pointers. A couple of those. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's been a big part of my my routine. Um, but that's changing now because the sun, it's almost summer or it's spring. The mountains are drying up of their snow. So that's when people start going into the mountains to mountain bike. Right. And so for that reason, I joined a, uh, I still have Facebook for these purposes alone. That and to spy on people, mm-hmm. to, to spy on old colleagues and to see what, you know, what's going on in circles where, you know, people, people post a New York Times article and say this. You know, like what what's what's going on in their lives and how are people getting on? Mm-hmm. Um, so I joined a mountain biking group, a Denver mountain biking group, and was first really like, yeah, this is cool. There, everyone's ch- checking trail conditions. How's this trail? Is it dry? Is it, you know, where's a good place to go for this or that? Quickly did I discover that this is the most toxic internet community I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah. Just, just all, all sorts of absurd political and, and you know cultural clashes. Really? Yeah, like people posting crazy spicy memes, and on both sides and provoking each other, and it's in the admins just say, sure, yeah, go ahead. This is a mountain bike group. I guess that's part of the mountain bike culture that I failed to realize because I thought it was all epic, just epic burrito. If, I think it is, but there, what you, what I think I took for granted was that epic burrito guys have opinions mm. you know epic epic um fox fox sports guys i guess i don't have opinions about i guess i now. don't get it because what like we were talking about when skiing and being a ski bum mm-hmm. where it does See, some... i think those guys have opinions now too do you think so some God not as it. much <laughs> <laughs> i guess it's so. nothing sacred anymore i just thought i just may, maybe maybe it wears off and it, we were just imagining it, but that when you do something like skiing and mountain biking is the same, where you just have to be alert yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. So your brain is engaged. You're not bored, but you don't have time for s- stupid thoughts. Yeah. You can just think but about. But you do when you're not mountain biking. Yeah. You know? I guess I just thought they are thinking in the off time about like, well, I'm going to get up and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. I'm There's definitely sure a that. lot of that. Yeah. I think that's, that's, part of it is is the planning becomes a part of your brain right you know planning to mountain bike but i think also when there's a there is a component of epic danger which mountain bike mountain biking has and a lot of these people do crazy shit on mountain bikes there's that's a whole other part of the brain that's that's being accessed on a regular basis right you know what i mean Hmm. Res, when we were skiing last week, we were talking a lot about how being up that high for that long kind of saw, smooths out your brain. Right. In a really great way, I'm sure. Yeah. 
<laughs> less oxygen up there and yeah. it's just like yeah the sounds just with every breath all you hear like, is <clears throat> extraneous brain cells just evaporate yeah you all the only things you hear up there are are the swish of of skis and powder and and the the bluesy jazzy riffs of of the grateful dead <laughs> yeah you know um yeah trip hop and mm-hmm. uh 411 whatever you 911 911 my favorite band <laughs> um that's pretty much See, all that's what, been going on with me. I thought I thought it was just going to be that they were like uh snobs and psychos about like gear and and the right that's, way to do that's, things that's and, the gravel bike group that I'm in aha uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. there's definitely some gear flexing happening but I think that's the big distinction is like once your tires get wider than 2 inches some, some screws pop loose yeah um and and you you don't that's not the concern there's no decor the decorum is a, no, a totally other thing it's how how nor, how epic are you that's a damn shame mm-hmm. um yeah that, that, that's interesting i i need a mountain bike i need to get up there with you yep. Can't, i don't have the gear for it at the moment but mm-hmm. i will i'll right. make i'll make a point of it so uh, related is um you you join your local rec league. Uh-huh. I join the Y. Hell yeah, brother! Which is about six dollars more per month than the rec center, but it's <laughs> uh, three quarters of a mile from my house. It's Hell like yeah, right over here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I'm just trying it for a month, and we'll see after that. But um, I upon walking in, I knew it was my sort of place because you get almost virtually not not entirely, but very little of the lifetime. Or the uh, 24, export, 20, yeah, yeah, export fitness, whatever mm-hmm. crowd, yeah, guys. I don't want to be around for sure near the dumbbells. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to to walk in and like just have my little section and right, and I don't want them to look at me. And you're exercising, why, not working out. You're exercising, like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm saying that. Me? So, no, I'm saying that. That's what I'm doing too. Oh, I see. You go, you go to the to I'm the, there to do fit, to the fitness club to, to, yeah. to do exercises. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You're there to do. So calisthenics. the next time I'm at the doctor, I can be a good boy and yeah, say, say I, I've been exercising thirty minutes, uh, five days a week, <laughs> so, and that's yeah. maybe stretching it. But mm-hmm. um, no, but it's it's seventy five percent old folks, right? Which is lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've just done, yeah, a little bit of weights, and then they have a shitty pool, right? Which is pretty sick. Mm-hmm. So the past few days I've swam. You've been getting in the pool for twenty minutes. Wow! And <clears throat> I can't. Is a bridge too far for me at this point? Really? I don't need to get in the pool. A low impact, low impact cardio. Right. I need it. Um, That's something for the Stoics. I can't be that alone with my thoughts. Yeah, you can't listen to podcasts. Right. For real, I I can't remember the last time I did my calisthenics without a podcast. <laughs> and but uh I can't I also can't swim like two laps without taking a break. Yeah, it's it's effing hard too, so that's the, probably the main thing. And the the lifeguard which is it's funny that there's a lifeguard cuz there's a like one old person in me mm-hmm. has been the the way it's been. Right. We don't need a lifeguard and it's, it's three and a half feet right. deep the whole pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's just watching you. And so I did my first two laps, probably went a little too fast uh-huh. because that's this is another thing I've realized is I don't really know what a jog feels like swimming. Sure. I just, we were, ne- we were, I was never 
serious enough of a swimmer to actually think about the rhythm. So I just have one speed. Right. And um, it's too fast to maintain for, the, for yeah. a lap. Or it's not fast, but for me, it's it's working hard. Uh-huh. Um, so she... She came down and she was like, "Oh, it's not a race, you know." And I wasn't swimming fast, but she saw me panting. Yeah, and she's like, "Are you are you are you new to Colorado?" And I was like, "No, I live down the trail." She's yeah. like, oh, "I was gonna say because if you're from the flatland, you yeah. know, come up in the altitude." I was like, "No, get off my back, don't lady." Don't have that excuse. Yeah, <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so, yeah, I had a couple of choice words with her and told her to mind her own fucking business and, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's interesting. Now I have there have been a couple a couple like aggro guys in the weight room, mm-hmm. and I'll just keep my distance. But they're not going to actually do anything to you. You realize that, right? Well, then what are the muscles for? Um, one one guy in there though who's not jacked by any means, but he has like he has the the clothes <coughs> on, is the gloves. Yeah, and he has. Oh, that's even worse. I've seen him in there twice, mm-hmm. and he's like he's. I realize I'm pretty skinny. I mean, not I'm not skinny no. like no, 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 no. fit, but I'm pretty scrawny. Uh, but <clears throat> you should um, wear your Nico Valley wrestling shirt around. Nope, wear your headgear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or wrestling sho- wrestling shoes. One of the two. But this guy's maybe a little bit bigger than me. But every time I've seen him so far, he I don't think he owns a shirt without a flag on the sleeve. Oh boy! And when I first I was like, "Fucking hate piece of shit," <laughs> and and then I saw, and I was like, okay, so he's just like some fash loser. Right. And then, um, yeah, or today, I think, uh, he was in another another shirt like that, but then he flipped around and saw the back. And, and it, he was praying. It said, it said, I only kneel for one man, and he died on a cross. And I, I laughed out loud in the weight room. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> That's a God moment for you right there. Yeah. Oh man, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's a different. That's you're out here in you're on the yeah. edge of edge of the, you know, right the burbs. I'm not on the edge of the burbs, but well, the edge of the of the countryside, essentially. Yeah, right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm like, I bet he he lives in Highlands Ridge. Right. Like, so yeah. he came in 20 minutes into Littleton or 10 minutes. Yeah. Not that there's not plenty of guys in Littleton, but. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so anyways, sounds like you have a somebody to motivate you now. Yeah. You have an opponent. <laughs> yeah, my friend of me. I I've actually um I've been informed, I've actually seen this guy and it's all good. But uh, so the the high school that I work at, we I share we share a campus with a different high school. We share a building. So oh. there're two charter schools that one wing is us. The other wing is a different charter school. This is the way of the future. I mean, these 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 schools are innovative. They, exactly. You know, and there they is a teacher who I I would say f- seven or eight people have told me is essentially a bizarro me, <laughs> like physically. He's about five eleven, thin, bald, bearded man, and we do look alike. Mm-hmm. We look almost exactly the same. Okay. It's very weird. Like kids will come up to like kids be like, "Yo, I thought you were I thought you were Mister whatever his name is," and I'm just like, "Nope, that's not me. Not all bald people look alike." Thank you. Um, I don't actually say that to them. But, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that's my been, eyes are that's down been, here. 
<laughs> not up here. <laughs> um, does does he do does he get called Johnny Sins too? Do you think? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, we're putting that we're putting that behind us. Although I did promise the kids that on the last day of school I would do this this pose that he does. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good, and I'd say that's not crossing the line. I could. I'm imagining some some person you've described taking like if someone called them a porn star, right. taking that way taking too it far. way too far. Yeah, yeah. The pose is literally just him holding his hands like this, like in a in a prayer sign. Not a, he's actually a, rubbing his hands. How together. to be a cool guy on Instagram pose? Yeah, basically, it's different. Just different context, but mm-hmm. I think you already have a picture of that at the Maroon Bells. But he's stand. Yeah, you're right. But naked. Th- but I have a hat on. Okay. So that defeats the entire right point. Um, yeah, that's that's what's going on around here. Um, what else? Anything else happening at, at the Y? Uh, not that comes to mind, but I'll keep you posted. Please do. So, I think there's a yoga class on Monday. You should check that out. You need to do that because should I you go have... through the schedule. <laughs> yeah, no, that's part of the reason I I did it. You should because I think that has a lot to do with, or that will help your neck problem. Sound off in the comments for uh, advice on Ben's, you know, h- horrific neck. Period. Yeah. His horrific neck. If if every everybody wants to tell me how yoga is great for them and they do it all the time and <laughs> and I should do it. That'd be awesome. Well, if you don't, if you're not open to new things, then nothing's going to help. Okay. <laughs> Completely open to yoga. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Uh, sh- so in, in the, in, I think since our last episode, we went to a couple, uh, t- t- to talk about smart things since we haven't, but, um, a couple museums, a couple museums. Uh, so we went to Meow Wolf. Mm-hmm. Heard of it? waiting uh it's not on our instagram shockingly no we actually it should be because it's that's pretty much the whole point yep although hot take i didn't really see that many selfie walls i there's a big one outside i didn't see many no selfie walls selfie moments it's not that on the nose yeah it's at that book thing that i you know the book wall yeah yeah yeah, that's that i've seen that on it's it's the wall of a, th- a thousand hinge profiles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Meow Wolf, if you are not familiar, is I'll, I'll we'll start with the positive. I think it is truly one of the most in its original well, like, location. Yeah, talk about the original. That the location. original Meow Wolf is a mo- contemporary installation art experience experience uh interactive art experience in the desert in the desert in santa fe that took approximately 20 years to make really with the 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 work of 300 or so artists and millions of dollars of backing how they got the funding to do this i don't know i don't know the origins of of the 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 concept and the vision for it i know that george R. R. martin was a major funder to the original Meow Wolf. That's really? one of its claims claims to fame. Um, but it's very hard to explain, and I remember people trying to explain it to me and me just having literally no idea what 
the hell they were talking about or to to picture mm-hmm. um but i you know in in a different in a different life you know years many years ago when i was in in pursuit of a master of of the fine arts um which i am so you better check yourself yeah well i'm a master of business <laughs> administration all right wow so Would you, you have like a loan so you have an nba peasant <laughs> i used to confuse those two things when i when when um our our dad said that he had an mba i thought that meant he was in the nba he was in the nba mm-hmm. i um whenever i put that on a resume i almost always put in parentheses uh pretend part part yeah <laughs> part-time remote i think because i want to be clear i would not stop you're just telling my life to, to go get <laughs> to go do it like uh, right it just happens that's, that's i should do that with mine i should because mine was the same way right um just to to make you seem a little bit less for me to seem a little bit less delusional that's a little bit harsh um on my form no no it's accurate <laughs> it's in the name right there master of fine arts so i would be in santa fe every summer for these residencies and of a uh, Inevitably, if a handful of people would go down to this thing called Meow Wolf and would come back just like mind blown, yeah. like wow, this is your brain on Meow Wolf, yeah. Um, and I went my final summer there when I was, I ended up working for the affiliate literary journal with the MFA program that I was in. Long story short. Well, not about Meow Wolf, but that entire sort of world that I was in. What should I talk about first? That or, or Meow Wolf? Let's, we'll do Meow Wolf first. Okay, so and then I went in my final year there on the day off that happens in, in this sort of weeks-long conference, right? So we had one day off in the middle, got to go to Meow Wolf. I was like sleep-deprived and stressed and all these different things and it was one of the coolest things i'd ever seen i may have been a little bit skewed not fully in my right mind but the hype was exceeded in every way and not necessarily that it was this marvel of you know modern or contemporary art but it was just something that i had never ever encountered before in in terms of its how how just the scope of it was baffling to me. Mm-hmm. The detail and the scope, like how granular some of these um, concepts were, all of which could be interacted with, right? So it's something like you, um, you know, you, you kind of turn a corner and you're in a sort of like what, what appears to be a sort of like abandoned hospital corridor and there's a piano that you go up to and you play the piano in, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they've rewired the piano to to essentially like I be behaving in a different way musically, right? And then and it's and then it starts to sort of like project around you, and or you go into another room and there's laser beams coming down in from the ceiling and from the walls and you run your hand through a laser and it and a musical note sounds and then you realize without any explanation 
you have to figure this out on your own that if you run your hands through the lasers you can make music and it's not all musical stuff but those are just a few of the things that remember one is a giant like whale skeleton that you can go into and you can play like music <laughs> so, so it's it's His more music. it's a lot of music but then there's a narrative to it well, there's the meow part. Either, the, yeah that's the meow um it the whole idea is that it's this like it's a narrative that you can go into that has to do with time travel and with kind of tr being transported into another dimension and there are parts of it that are more designed for kids and parts that are more designed for adults now meow wolf denver the something station convergence station convergence station which just sounds like an airport or right i think i think the uh there's a an rtd station that has almost the same <laughs> it's like confluence station isn't yeah it? yeah it's it's yeah. a terrible name and it, the concept is flawed it the, the concept is more boring from the start yeah let's yeah. let's set it up because mm -hmm. It just makes me more <laughs> worked up to hear you explain the original because right. so that that had been around for what like twenty years. I think it probably opened in twenty ten. Oh yeah, really? Something okay. Like that. So yeah, but so a 10, decade 10, 15, probably 10, 15 years something like that. But it had built this not cult but like yeah somewhat you know no really like reputation it's, mm -hmm. that it's people, a destination people, people come from across right, the country yeah, to go whisper to. about and say yeah. like I've been there and. Mm -hmm. um, and so it just built up this cachet to the point where now they're they can franchise kind of, mm -hmm. and they have a location in Denver and Vegas, Vegas I think. Right. Um, and it was like I don't know, three months, not a long time, or six months at the most. It did in not the making. take that long to build it. And they bought yeah. this big warehouse by the, the Broncos Stadium. Right. Um, and it opened up, and people start going. And it was a little suspicious because I never heard anybody raving about it. Mm -hmm. I asked um, a person at the Duncan drive-thru who was wearing a, a Meow Wolf hat, mm -hmm. like, oh, is it great? And she's like, yeah, it's really good. And you could tell she wanted to say yes, but right. I, I didn't just I didn't hear the ravings in the same way I did about yeah. Santa Fe. Mm -hmm. And so anyways, we ended up getting tickets, and <clears throat> I was trying to calculate the whole time, like, is this – I mean, I trusted that what you said about it, but yeah. also I was like, is this going to be a thing where it's like, it should be more for kids. And if you're an adult trying to go and get everything out of it, you're going to be disappointed. Right. And at one point we were talking about going without kids. And I was like, I think that might be silly. I yeah. think we should bring, and people were people like, even a friend of ours was like, I don't know if you should bring kids. I think it might be a little too trippy, yeah. you know, yeah. which in retrospect is the dumbest thing. Yeah, no, not because. So, anyways, I I didn't quite know how to manage my expectations, but they were very high. Yeah, very high. And thanks I, to me, in and part. I'm saying that as some to say like I wouldn't have high expectations for a Star Wars or a Marvel because I know mm -hmm. they're mostly for 15 year olds, right? And they do well at that level, and maybe this is somewhere slightly below that, right? But still, mm -hmm. I had <laughs> I had at least expectations that my kids minds would be blown yeah and that they would really be and they weren't they were extremely underwhelmed right like that, that says a lot yeah i'm looking in this very room at a picture i be that i believe was taken at disney quest hell in yes. chicago 
that could be Disney World, but I'm pretty sure me and you standing under Wait, Buzz are you Lightyear. Wait, about that one? The one with Buzz Lightyear. No, that that's um, Buzz Lightyear. He was he was doing like a tour with NASA, and we actually met him. <laughs> You're probably too young to remember it, but yeah. Shit, we saw we went to NASA. Yeah, I did, they we actually doing... did go to a space station in Alabama once. You know what else? Mm. <laughs> There's a lot of Disney shit in here, but yeah. <laughs> and why is this on my wall? But we also went to this huge topiary yeah. display of all Disney characters. That, that is amazing. Wait, what? They were all, oh, you can see right, right there, they were carved into bushes, giant characters. See, the 90s so were cool. just different. So cool. That's why I'm a 90s kid for life. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, that Mr. So- McGillicuddy? <laughs> You're off topic now. Um, <laughs> but um, that is what I was thinking was like, you know, this was kind of just a glorified Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. With Without, no games. With, none with of the no games. games. Aiden kept trying to get it. Like, yeah. we'd come up to a Noth- big, big literally robot. Nothing thing. was interactive. No. We'd get up to a big robot, and there's a line of like eight kids because it's the only thing with a, like a seat on it. Right. And it, you get in, they get in, they're all touching the screens. <laughs> that they don't fucking do anything. And it's I know, like, right? Jesus. It's, there's, it doesn't make any sense. No. Like, there's, no, there's actually no artistic vision behind it whatsoever there's no point i i can yeah I'll uh, say other than sh- sh- shuttling 500 people through it every three hours yep and making 10 billion dollars in a year yeah i think uh, that's the, probably an overstatement but i think you, you can see why it first i give it an epic c minus yeah at best right um i think if this were a, a school assignment i think you could say well let me let me back up um I think you can tell why it failed because this this didn't have like the the far seen vision yeah. of whatever backing and mm-hmm. you know artistic input the initial one had of like we're doing something crazy we don't quite know where we're going with this mm-hmm. and the backers had faith to let them get there slowly and collaborate and, and build up over time. This was much way more corporate. It feels like of oh yeah we've got this is our budget and this is this is the returns we need to make within the first year and then the the first five years, and they were given a space, a huge warehouse, and they have to fill it up, put in some sort of like it needs to have all these different zones. It needs to have some sort of story tying them together, and then they contracted. Which there wasn't. Yeah, I think there, there might have if you buy yeah. their stupid pass. Right, which you didn't need but to do But it was some stupid bullshit multiverse, yeah. like mm-hmm. the same way the MCU is tied together. Yeah. How, do, how, does a, how does an Egyptian god relate to Superman, the multiverse? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that was the best I could which, glean Which from was it. definitely not the concept of the original either. Yeah. That one had to do with time travel, and, and one family in particular. Localize it. Make it more specific. That's yeah. rule number one. Yeah. It's it's far too broad and it it's broad to the point of it literally being nothing. There it, was nothing to it. It was there was nothing yeah. to it. It was just stu- And they made you wear a mask the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they said they would kick us out. Yeah. If they took it off. I and took I, it I, off. I walked right around the whole time. Nobody said anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um <clears throat> but it's like they passed the assignment if I were critiquing a freshman art student. Right. They pass the assignment in that it's like, okay, you made five themed rooms, mm-hmm. and they're big, and they're all full. Yeah. Which, it's either like, they got 500 interns, art student interns, they're like, this is sick, we're going to make the new Meow Wolf. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, you guys go do this room, 
Right. And you guys go to this room and your theme is this, or they just contract them out to these sculpture studios that make um, fiberglass bullshit for mini golf courses. Right. That's what it was. It was all fiberglass bullshit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just, just pretty, pretty run of the mill 3d printer (laughs) stuff. Um, yeah, it's disappointing, man. I mean, put another check mark up on the board of pretentious things that Paul recommends re- recommends to the family, and just boring. Don't, <laughs> just don't live up to the, to my own uh, obsession with them. Yeah, I fell um, asleep in the first five minutes of. Uh, uh, I don't know what's, what's one. <laughs> um, the French Dispatch. Yeah. Um, th- although that, just a side note, we do not. I do not have to have a French Dispatch uh, uh, discourse right now. A dispatch discourse but wait till i watch it you know i'm going to give credit to to once again to our dad here who is the first person who watched a wes anderson movie and yeah told us to watch others yeah um he i was talking about, about the french dispatch he said he just said i didn't get it and and i'm like well that makes sense. i understand i respect that yeah you know like and i think that actually is the response that i think a lot of people had that that it once you see it, you'll probably know what I mean. That it's a it's an incredibly specific type of movie, mm-hmm. and I think what he's attem- attempting to do is like so on brand with with this podcast that mm. nobody else probably gives a shit about what he's actually trying to say, or, or even can really tell what he's trying to do. Which you know, I guess maybe strike to you, Wes Anderson. If everybody if everybody can't get it. Then you failed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and if everyone can't uh, efficiently uh, escape in a fire emergency from your ex- your art thing, that's one I was just thinking <laughs> about Meow Wolf for- again. <laughs> no, I was thinking about Meow Wolf. It's like I I think I think this is a giant. I think hazard. they planned all the exits. Right. No, no, I think that oh. well, it was. It did actually did give me a lot of anxiety in a lot yeah, of sure. places, all right. these tight passageways, not for anything interesting. Mm-hmm. There's one point where I walked up this little, we're like, ooh, here's a stairway. And this is what's- I kept me- saying, we have to go up. Oh, it's going to be up there. I know. I kept, I was like, it's, no, this isn't it. We're not there yet. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, an hour in, I'm like, we've seen it all. Yeah. We're, we're, we are there actually. But there is a point where- um, yeah, you're supposed to be like, oh, I wonder what's up this stairway. Yeah. And it's like, I learned by then nothing. Yeah. Um, but I was like, all right, and let's go up this stairway where it's incredibly narrow. So we're like waiting for people to come down. Yeah. And right. then it's just to go on this top of this little cafe. And you can just see we, the, the other thing from up above it. Yeah. We walk, that was we, the whole, whole we walk up there. There's nothing there. Yeah. It's just a platform. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now we're up here. And then we're stuck waiting another three minutes to get back. And I was like, what the fuck? Why did we walk up there? It's so annoying. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, it's just the the corporate planning of it is like you need to fill whatever, 20,000. Right. Get, Bodies moving. Move these people out. through. Yep. Yeah. The other one is different. The other one does not have the same flow to it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot smaller, tighter, but you linger you you linger and you stop and and you you don't there is no like design design path <clears throat> you literally can get lost and uh you could spend the entire day in there and never see it all yeah yeah 
the only interactive part of it was like and by the end of it you know we were trying to pretend like it was really fun or yeah <laughs> you gotta come down to the first floor they have this interactive thing and it was like it was one of the things that just projects on the floor that was every airport that was not has that. that you know yeah the 90s they did that we did that yes. we you go you go get in front of the thing you freeze and it freezes your shadow on the wall absolutely that was at the aurora science museum didn't they also have that at like brunswick zone or yeah yeah go, like just Ch- go Chuck cosmic e. bowling <laughs> so much more fun oh my god yes. we should have gone cosmic bowling that day yeah we'll see how the circus goes yeah that'll be interesting to see how the circus has changed circus is the circus has gone woke <laughs> Yeah, they, I mean, yes, because they don't like, they don't they torture, torture animals anymore. anymore. But yeah, I don't. Uh, circuses, I don't think disappoint because they still have like these people are like, wow, where do these people come from? I don't mean freaks. <laughs> I'm I'm talking about like acrobats. Sure. I saw I saw one um, somewhere randomly. I think we're a freak in like. <laughs> yeah, I saw this freak at the Y. <laughs> Um, he was a Christian. <laughs> no, it was this old guy in the locker room. Um, oh, that reminds me of the time I I never mind. Um, <clears throat> anyways, so that that was that. I mean, I wasn't like super mad when I was in there. I was like, yeah, I I give it a C. Like my kids were, it held their inter- their attention a bit for for like an hour. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go back for sure. No, I wouldn't. And I don't know what we paid to go there, but I'm sure it was way too much. Right. <sighs> um. Anyways, so that I guess is that anything? Anything else on me? Is that anything? Um. <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, we we did go to the art museum. We went to the Denver Art Museum together. Yeah. Um, which I think was a a bomb. I think my that is, that's got to be okay. That but going back to. My, um, you know, my need for keeping a Facebook for the purposes of keeping tabs on on that particular community, which I was going to say, the the Santa Fe, yeah, um, kind of arts conference that shall not be named that I was the program director for, mm-hmm. and and essentially like, you know, the the wheels had already been, the track was already set in motion. I just kind of kept it running for that year. Um, but that's that's a word that is frequently used to describe art or writing. A balm. Really? This is a balm. <laughs> it's like it's how, very how Presbyterian. It it's so pre- Yeah. Absolutely. Um that that, you know, just these kind of breathless posts, you and you see them in ev- pretty much every news cycle. You know, whatever new crisis occurs. Yeah, yeah. There's a reiteration of of um, you know that art, especially to the church and to the the broken, corrupted minds of those those crazy Trump follower Trump following Christians who who just don't have the gospel right mm-hmm. or just who just don't understand the teachings of Jesus. That art is a is a balm or to to your spirit to healing the world. And I'm not going to say that I disagree with that in, in concept or aspects of that. I just hate that word. How it about sucker? Carmex. Sucker, you know, <laughs> yeah. like S U C C O R, whatever it is. Oh, that's even worse. 
I you, thought you were gonna say it's a sucker, like it's a sweet little treat. <laughs> no, no, like sucker. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's What'd you fine. Call me? That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck did you say? And what is another one? Um, An ointment for the soul. I hate that. <laughs> it's uh, neo neosporin for the soul. More or less, it's just like saying you know it's it's um, bag balm, bag balm <laughs> for your hands <laughs> on a cold on a cold day, winter's day. Yeah. Um, you know, which which is only a step away from. It's a step away from Jordan Jordan Peterson's philosophy. Jordan B. Peterson, Doctor Jordan B. Peterson, may God rest his soul. I'm saying this in case he dies before we <laughs> post this episode. <laughs> um, you know uh, his his idea about art being this thing that gives us, uh, you know that it that it clarifies. Or that it mm-hmm. gives you moral fortitude, or um, which which is adjacent to the idea that is on the that that they would critique of art of woke art, right? They would say, "Oh, it's this this political woke uh, art." That's it's you know art's too political these days. They essentially have the same thesis, which is that art has a sort of uh, a moral application to it more a moral and ideological purification element to it Mm -hmm. that that should be its prime element i'm not saying that it can't be that but that's but that's the definition of it and that's where i think it gets into tricky territory and and i've been reading this great book uh called on freedom by um alex jones um (laughs) no by uh maggie nelson who is top top five um, nonfiction writers in 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 my opinion of of my my people who I like. Um, so I can pull up pull out some quotes from that. But have you been thinking about anything along those lines lately? Have you been having any profound thoughts any about serious art? thoughts? Yeah, I did, and then I kind of forgot because mm-hmm. um, it's been a while. Um, if you kept going, I might. Well, what about what was going on at the art museum? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think, well, uh, at the moment I'm, I'm, I'm definitely the most, was the most interested. I think when we went at the Latin American floor and this, like the old ceramics, mm-hmm. they're just so cool. Little creatures, right. little demon, little yeah. demon things. Um, I was, um. I was reading, reading, and looking in a lot into Henry Moore, the British sculptor, who is fantastic. And I guess the main thing I was thinking about is like power in art and how how it can be pow- powerful, um, which is extremely challenging today because so much of so much of the power has been superseded by various technologies, and um, and so much of art now is just strictly romantic. You do it just just to be, you know. Just to be romantic, which is great, or to be know. precious, to be precious, or to, for, yeah. to have a balm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But and it's something we talked about a little bit. But it's like, you know, you just gotta admit that if you're doing that, like, kind of a loser. You know, that's what you're doing is like, <laughs> right? You know, being being a beautiful loser, which in the long run is is a good place to be. But, um, anyways, as attracted to Henry Moore because he makes these like huge monumental, abstracts 
abstract sculptures and they have the power still of like, how did you do this? How did you make this? And just kind of it, it overcoming you. And I don't know, I don't know. I I still don't know how he does it, Mm -hmm. how he did it in the, in the sixties and seventies. And, um, kind of in the same way, like outside the Denver art museum, they have a big, like kind of three story sculpture. I was like, Aiden, is that, go run up to that and tell me if it's rock Mm -hmm. and it is. And it's like, right. That's pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that's done. And of course it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just being impressed by the power to do something. But, um, Henry Moore had at that time, like seen and visited or, or I don't remember how he was exposed, like to a lot of Aztec or Latin American sculpture. And I can't remember what, but he had some, quote about like you just can't unsee that and i totally i've especially for sculpture that is you can't unsee those those things (laughs) like after after worshiping like classical Mm. classical style in sculpture especially and renaissance sculpture like that the latin american aztec mayan if you can picture that aesthetic yeah of like these these beasts and is so fucking cool. It's right. like I you just can't go back from that. Yeah. It's just super cool. Right. So I I could go I could go back uh, several more times to look at those. This is the beginning of 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 Ben's new career as Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. That'd that would be pretty sick. That would be sick Should we just be stealing <laughs> stealing artifacts. Well, he's taking them to preserve them, right? Right. He's taking them from the indigenous people who own them. So that he can preserve them. <laughs> it only took, I think, within my first visit of of the Denver Art Museum, I overheard some millennials um, yeah. making the sort of like it, like it's it's a stock conversation you can put into any any art exhibit like that, uh-huh. with art from other countries about sure. appropriation or uh, about stealing. Yeah, you know, wanna, basically. What, and, what were they saying? And yeah. re, like. You know how it's criminal to like have these artifacts from Africa or Asia or right. whatever, and they should be repatriated. But just kind of doing it in the, in that New York Times sort of way of performative like, way, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I don't disagree, but right. <laughs> it's like I know that's the only thing you have to say. Yeah, and, and kind of. Mm-hmm. I, I've been in that. Um, yeah, I've been in many of those conversations, and and they're not bad conversations to have it's no. it's just yeah i know what you mean it's a little annoying to do it at the museum right it's like shut up <laughs> <laughs> yeah go go get a beer afterwards get a coffee get a croissant yeah. and discuss we're here in the art in the presence of the art itself so um, um uh that, that's all i had to say on that but let's um we're we're at 55 so let me pause pause for just a second and then we'll jump into your great your book back and before i forget thank you trevor welch for your hot cool tunes you're the man trevor <laughs> thank you trevor trevor and i have been having some interesting conversations lately via text message about chance the rapper and his 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 inevitable trend towards 
CCM as a, a becoming a CCM <laughs> rapper entirely. It's inevitable. Really? At, at this point. Yeah. In fact, it, it's we he kind of predicted it. Trevor did that. Um, he's like, it's it's that's it, the only direction he can go. And just recently, he released like a teaser for it for some new songs or a new single or something like that. And it's it, it literally looks like a like a it, it's like a like a numa it looks like a numa video <laughs> like a, a like a sort of chance he has a journal open he's like journaling and he's like got his moleskin thinking he's got his moleskin open it's like coffee and the word you know um, chance the rapper's morning devotional it's too bad because he was he was pretty great back in the day um, <coughs> anyway well you know look. LaCroix is, uh, LaCroix is, you know, is the highest grossing rapper of all time. Did you know that? I, I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that up, but I could see that being true. Yeah. Um, because like Christians won't torrent music or something. <laughs> right. They go, yeah, they want to buy his albums. Yeah. They, they buy they play a, it hundred, on a hundred of them yeah, and then <laughs> pass them out. Yeah. <laughs> pass them out at churches Chick-fil-A. are buying them in bulk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's what the, that's what they did for Passion of the Christ was they would go yeah, and buy yeah. out entire theaters. You know the mate in the Matrix they which bu- yeah go ahead they added like all the Christian stuff just so that it would get picked up for right. Bible studies and stuff. Super smart move. <laughs> there, there's um, a movie coming out soon that I we should maybe see as a joke um, called Father Stew, where um, Mark Wahlberg plays plays a priest. And Hasn't he done that already? Or uh, maybe I've seen the preview. I don't. I don't think he has that because the the, the, oh, critic, wait, the critics are the saying that this is a, uh, decidedly a serious turn for him and a real, you know, potentially a, like a evolution in his in his career. That's sick. Yeah, I hope he gets the Oscar. You know who else is in it? Mel Gibson. Okay, so that is now a synthesis. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so here we go. Back to Maggie Nelson. This is from On Freedom, and and I don't want to give too much context because she's essentially she's she's writing theory, so this is not, you know, light fare, and and I can't even necessarily paraphrase what's going on in this book entirely, but I highlighted a few good good stuffs. She says, "Art has long served as a place for people to act out what they want and think about stuff they want to be thinking about." It has long been a place to engage in open-ended experiments with extremity, wildness, satire, defiance, taboo, beauty, and absurdity, to make space for anarchic gestures and urges that might otherwise rip apart, for better or worse, social norms or fabric. It has long been a site of freedom and fun that does not make, or rarely makes, recourse to intimidation, threats, or bullying. To some of us, it offers magic. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Ring the gong. Magic hard to come by elsewhere and which can make life feel more worth living. To those who would scoff at such a characterization as sentimental enchantment or who have come to see art as just another bankrupt concept or damaging tributary of capital, I offer no rebuttal save a reminder that it can be other things too. Things that some of us, to some of us, matter as much or as more than the fruits of demystification. That is a hard line to walk. 
mm-hmm. I think, for us as podcasters. Um, that, you know, Berger, Berger being the champion of demystification and, and that being essential to, I think, a materialist worldview. And arguably, it should stay that way. But at what... It, does that come at the expense of a sustained love of art in its fullest complexity? You know, and, and all those things that she names, which the word beauty is one among 12 things. That's the thing that I, that I like resonates to me a bit is that the world that I came from or that I, w- I was mired in, mm-hmm. it was that's the only thing. The only thing. Beauty is, is beauty. the only thing. Beauty will save the world. That was the image tagline, <clears throat> and and created some of the worst T-shirts you can possibly imagine, <laughs> which I can't believe people would buy, <laughs> but I had to sell to them anyway. Um, but but there's so much so much more that's expressed in that in that line there. Um, and um, I she goes on to talk a lot about it. This is all in the context of of a sort of debate about art being reparative. You know, Mm -hmm. she says that art can be reparative is not the same as saying it must be in order to have value. And I think she she's primarily like engaging with. uh, Concepts or or orientations to art on the left and and really taking face on or head on um, a fixation on art as as strictly reparative and as having that same moral uh purpose and fortitude of of helping us become better people or become better have better opinions your thoughts yeah i agree so what i'm saying is like you know disney what was the question just Just keep Disney should just keep doing what it's doing and not worry. You know, like, like it's too woke. I think <laughs> is what I'm saying. Disney's got too woke. <laughs> you know that's happening right now. Boycott. Of Disney. course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was in, I'm in a text thread at the moment. Oh God, which is not a regular text thread for me, but a seasonal text thread. It's good to have where, a couple of those. Uh, certain members of it were talk, saying I'm boycotting Disney right now. <laughs> cool <laughs> like to form such a sentence uh, like h- how what types of trials does one have to go through to to f- to come to uttering such a thing with full seriousness i'm boycotting disney yep compassion I, I, all i all i can muster is compassion this is what the stoics teach me <laughs> yeah it's outside of my control i can't do anything about it yeah oh man um i do th- i i mean i i, I would I just like hope to... when they put out that buzz lightyear movie that you know they're not going to make buzz a social justice warrior <laughs> <laughs> buzz lightyear though the um god damn that movie slaps toy story <laughs> it was a, we were we were watching it one morning <laughs> of course that it movie does. is is great yeah action-packed absolutely heart-rending when buzz lightyear Tries to fly out the window and falls oh, and break, right. breaks his arm off. Yeah. Discovering that he is he's a toy. He's flawed, that he's mortal, that he's... He's not a space... That he's that he's 
you know, that he has to check his privilege. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> what's going to happen in the new one. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to, yeah. Uh, Buzz Lightyear, uh, straight white male. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> no, but uh, I, I would like to, to read the book. You've raved about it. And I've I, I've only heard as much as you've told me, but mm-hmm. seems like um, she does walk that line of demystification. I really like the way that that passage leads off of explaining that the initial impetus of art and and any sort of creation of make you make something because you want to see it mm-hmm. and you think about something because that's what you want to think about. Yep, that's a demystifying statement on its own. Yep, you know, right and. And yet, like she does a then a very clear job of then saying how that leads to social experiment and social uh, Poten- potential or, transgression of norms. Right. Yeah. But but yeah, that the, the two things can coexist. That the the simplicity of of that act of just simply thinking about what you want to think about, and the the whole her whole you know kind of thesis that she's working up to is like that's rooted in in a desire for freedom like that you can that art gives a a, a path to freedom mm-hmm. right it, it, of simply making that choice of and i'm oversimplifying pretty radically here but of perceiving what we want to see and thinking about living the life we want to live art being a vehicle to getting there you know and and all of the splinter effects of that being what's potentially magical and potentially uh transformative about it and not the other way around necessarily yeah see what i'm saying i think so um this i don't mean to be extremely tacky but since we're sitting down here i'm looking at like at three drawings i did you know a couple of months ago, um, I think is a similar. I, I resonated because of the way she described it is the way it feels to me of. Um, and I could say this would be something to talk about, but I think landscape painting is. I've always liked landscape painting. I've liked it a lot over the past couple of years or landscape art. Um, and it's I think it's becomes pointing again because we're the first generation of people to live with so much anxiety about like nature Hmm. and you and I probably both have the exact same feeling. If you just think about an outdoor scene, anxiety comes first of like, of just like the panic that, that all the water is, is going away and and that what any, any beautiful thing is being encroached upon by, McMansions and mm-hmm. yeah, it's so I think it has a, a strange resonance at this time. Any sort of landscape because you see a generally a, a a picture of a you know in undisturbed natural beauty, and so it it either I don't know that can evoke different things. But for me, that's the way it, that's and these the approach to to these drawings was like I'm just was no plan just start to draw some stuff and then see see what comes out mm-hmm. and so it's kind of an interesting psychological test of like what are what are the things that come out when I don't have a plan and 
I start to see shapes and what does it look like to me? And then start to bring those things out. And for me, it's like plants and animals in a generally like sort of a somewhat of a beautiful, you know, composition. And that I'm trying to put it together in a, in orderly way. Um, but that's sort of matched, I think with a, a certain disharmony and gaucheness and i guess you could like this is sort of the fovis thing of like a garishness to it Mm -hmm. clashing colors like it doesn't it disharmonizes in many ways and then like a flatness to the composition Mm -hmm. um in that it's decorative and uh sorry this is a weird tangent to take but um just strictly fantastical of Mm -hmm. like that that was what's important to me in these is like these are the things that I want to see, but at the same time I know are just a dream. Mm. You know, I'd love to be in a, a landscape with b- these beautiful plants and animals. I know it's sort of like a, just a, a dream state, basically. That comes through. I think it really does. And I think that's, um, keep keep on that tack, man. I think that's a really, that's a real vision right there. Cool. And, and <clears throat> it's informed, it's informed by other things it's informed by things we've talked about you yeah. can see rousseau in in these and mm-hmm. um yeah. i love the sleeping anim- animals this remind these remind me of roma <laughs> yeah for sure yeah um no and that i mean that is it's it it's definitely like because of how much the thought we put into rousseau and the fovis and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and so that's what comes out mm-hmm. anyways uh, I'm not going to be too ashamed about talking about Meyer because any like, um, artist statement written in the third person is just the person right. saying it about themselves. Yeah. So that's basically all that is. Do you have an artist statement on the, on the, no. uh, in a Google doc right now? No, definitely not. It <clears throat> might, it might come a time. There might come a time when you have to write an artist statement. We'll I'll see. write it for you. It'll suck, but I'll be sure to use the words liminal yeah say liminal and then if you could sneak this in somewhere um ben anderson could have written capital but karl marx couldn't have done these drawings <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even that doesn't even make sense um ben anderson could yeah okay oh okay gotcha guy right 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 something right, right, i right. Yeah, yeah. was actually that doesn't make that's fucking stupid i'm sorry <laughs> you're you had a friend who said this right it was. Or something along those lines. Yeah, something. I you could not. You, of course, you couldn't have written capital. <laughs> no, no, I could have. You could not have. <laughs> Shut up. I could have. <laughs> I could have. I could have. I could have written capital. <clears throat> oh man. Uh. Anyways, what what should we uh what where should we close out here? Um. Content movies shows any recommendations you can give to the campers who are desperate for new content like me you know if they're for example if their professional basketball team of choice has decided to publicly show their own ass every night on national broadcast games and disgrace disgrace what could have been a magical season um what should they watch yeah, and this is a segment we're calling 
uh, stream it, skip it, or jerk off to it. <laughs> so starting with the former. Um, no. Let's see. Uh, have I read anything good? Have I read anything good? I read, I, I read a lot of a big biography about Rodin. Kind of interesting. I never really knew how to place him. I don't really know much about sculpture. Uh-huh. I guess he's sort of, um, well, he's, he's a, he's one of these French guys. I don't know how you get through these entire biographies. This I is kind of the only the nonfiction first... I'm reading. Like, okay. this is in between sci-fi and fantasy. So okay. it's kind of the only thing of substance that I read. Sure. Um, but I got to get you on essays, my dude. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I, that, that is a good idea. Mm-hmm. The, Cause I've kind of gotten, I, I like a couple of years ago got worn out from like buying a big book of theory from Verso and being like, this is such a cool book. Theory's hard. I yeah. mean, theory's another thing. It, it It's about, it's a, it's hard to find the right thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Rodan, Rodan, uh, yeah, I don't, I guess you would call him more of an expressionist, like bringing expressionism into sculpture, which is kind of interesting because it seems to me that sculpture in this uh, phase of art is sort of behind painting, which makes sense because painting is less, you know, limited by mm-hmm. physical factors. And, right. Um, so I, I don't totally get it still, but he's sort of an interesting guy, a, a huge prick in his personal life, just like all of them. Uh-huh. Um, but anyways, I, I didn't finish it, but it, it was, it was pretty interesting. And then I, I'm, I'm mostly searching for like a sub genre that I can, dive into for a couple of years because i just need i need some content mm-hmm. i need something i can put on while doing a certain type of work right or just like just really nerd out on on something yeah so i'm trying a couple of things first of all i've tried many times to get into graphic novels and i've never like had a mm-hmm. one that really slapped for me mm-hmm. anybody let me know because i know I, I i just don't know where to start i'm going around the, the library picking some out Berenstein Bears. <laughs> Berenstein? Um, <clears throat> Bern, Bernstein. Um, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. No, but I... So I picked up a, a manga. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, this will be interesting. And I actually do have one that I want to try out You'd instead. have a lot more to say to my students when they talk about manga or, or uh, anime. Are they they're is, into that? No, very few of them. Okay. It, that's, a, that's, I think, a Zoomer uh, generalization. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of them do like it, but when somebody, when they bring it up, oh, <laughs> sounds cool. Yeah. That's my, moving on. Um, I got, I got into one manga and then I forgot that the, a lot of it's really pervy. <laughs> For sure. So I was like, uh, okay, I'm not feeling this one. Mm-hmm. Not all of it, but uh, not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but <laughs> no. I just wasn't feeling it. And the other thing I'm not feeling, just a, a word to any uh, graphic novelists out there or anime producers, um, I'm not into the plot at all where it's a video game where the stakes are real. I'm not interested in that plot. And I started like, uh, I started one graphic novel and one anime series that both had that plot. I was like, are you serious? Hey, anime writers, listen up. Yeah. Stop it with the video game stuff. Where it's like, oh, this this was the most immersive video game ever played. People people would stay online for weeks on end. But then something happens that makes the game real. So all the guys who no. are really good at the video game become the, 
you know, warrior philosophers oh my God. for real. So that's stupid to like me. Like Ready Player One. It's like Ready Player One, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or which I've never seen or read. Ready Player One is bad. Um, <clears throat> uh, and then I tried Watchmen, and I started to read that. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't like superheroes. So, so even even like a you know ironic postmodern take on superheroes. I just sure so. Yeah, that's I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, I'm not a um, source of info on that, but I would have thought that may maybe that could be the avenue that the uh, the way in would be that postmodern angle to um, superheroes. Though I, I, I sure just, I guess just... I guess in order to enjoy a postmodern take on superheroes, you have to enjoy superheroes in the first place. Yeah. What about like um people? To, people have good things to say about the boys. Uh yeah. I could try that. You could try that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of um, Deadpool? <laughs> Dude, he's so cool. He's like, he's this guy, um, Ryan Reynolds. Like, so he's 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 kind of hot and he has this sort of like, you know, n- ne'er do, n- <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Ne'er do well. Uh, ne'er do well, not ne'er do well. It's the other one. Devil may care attitude. Oh, right. Um, he, he, about, about everything. And, and that kind of goes into, you know, the movie itself it's devil may care about pop culture and it, that's another thing i tried to start free guy i was like oh yeah i hate ryan reynolds <laughs> and i can't stand hearing his voice for a single second he's he's made a a complete like he's built an entire movie star career off of being a, a pretentious dick yeah like that that's of, of just like slightly likable but a dick and that's his whole thing and you know? I don't understand. It's like, yeah, that reminds me of that guy who I know who is a dick. He's this guy's just better looking. And are people saying he's hot? Because yeah, for sure. I think he's just he goes straight through me. Like I well, see yeah. nothing there. It's uh-huh. just like there's no characteristic. I feature well, to I him. I think other people would argue that there's his sort of equivocating ability to kind of go back and forth between a register of cynicism and like charm or the charm is is in that moving back and forth yeah being cynical and occasionally funny and and sincere that is perceived as charm to many people and like that's attractive it's like you're a dick and you make it funny at the same time there's a rom-com with him and sandra bullock which one is that i think that's the proposal yeah I've never seen um, such failure to portray sexual chemistry. Like, there is yeah. nothing there. Right. So at the end of it, when they get together, you're like, ugh, why? No, yeah. you hate each other. Mm-hmm. Ugh. You don't, like, this would never, ever, ever happen. See, that doesn't matter, Ben. Uh, I mentioned to you that I... Tr- I w- but I'm looking for, like, like, a deep well of content that I can go into. Sure. Right? So I was like, maybe I'll go back on the... I'll watch the Bonds... And I started Goldeneye, and I was like, this is stupid. It's too stupid for me to watch with Abby uh-huh. of when we're actually sitting down to watch something. Right. Uh, I did finish it on my own, like, while working, mm-hmm. and I didn't catch anything that happened. Uh, like, it just, again, straight through me. Um, I can see this going one direction for you, or one, this could be the way. You're going to be a Top Gear guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
I I'm I'm like bracketing off reality stuff because uh-huh. that I do pretty much just enjoy that right as it is and as i've said i'm a complete sucker for any sort of craft based competition yeah i love i love a design critique i just love it (laughs) sure so much yeah that's that's the art school art school kid in you um other than that i watched an episode of star trek and that is cool in old Star Trek. Oh, man. Where they're in, like, the costumes and, like, two kind of <laughs> You're going. stocky guys wrestling I'm each sure, other. I'm sure it is actually really cool. Yeah. I, I, I think that's probably the way. That's the way for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's about it. But two to, to things that we both have definitely liked, um, the other two, mm-hmm. and as we see it. Yeah. Both really great. Um. Yeah, as we see, it was really cool. That was a recommendation that you gave, and I, I, I think it hadn't been since it's maybe it's forerunner since Friday Night Lights that I was so drawn into the characters and to the emotional world of the characters, and it's and it's all um, you know neurodivergent actors portraying mm-hmm. autistic characters, and um, I think really pushed me to re-examine some of the kind of hardened um, positions or ideas that I had about, you know, didactic, identitarian content, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or shows or movies. Um, because, well, for one, this isn't, it's not didactic. That's a big part of it. Yep. Um, but I think it does kind of hold true to a, a point that have many people have made, which is that, like, you know, representation as a, you know, as a movement and as something that should be sought after and advocated for, it starts rocky, right? That, like, it's going to be bad for a while and you have to get through the bad in order to get to a place of complexity and nuance. And that's what a lot of people, I think, who smart people who, who, understand that and want that are advocating for and i and i respect that um but there's a big but with that and which is that like with the system within which all of that exists and the this this you know the netflix amazon um hulu like conglomerate of content which doesn't care about that you know like that they couldn't give two, two literal fucks about what eventually ends up on screen in terms of representation of of autistic people or or neurodivergent people. It's whatever thing is going to get the most money, right? That's it's very simple. So that itself is going to skew the. It's going to skew that that progression, and so whatever maybe happens or what is able to be made and and seen it's going to be random it's going to be luck it's going to be artists and writers and creators like getting lucky you know and like being able to make something like that yeah you know what i mean yeah totally it's um yeah when i read the description of it i was like (sighs) mm-hmm you know, I, I don't know. Let's give it a shot. Right. Um, <clears throat> it's, 
it's just kind of the ultimate case of like the only thing that matters is it is it, is it well done? Yeah. And it's extremely well done. Right. And there are 50 versions of it that are extremely poorly done. Right. And they're poorly done because they're cynical and because they know that just making a show about that is good enough. Yeah. They could have probably made as much money or like gotten whatever they wanted to achieve by just phoning it in and saying this is this is what it's about and then putting no effort into it and no actual care and concern and it's a matter of luck that the people involved with it actually cared and wanted to make something very mm -hmm. good and they mm -hmm. did an excellent excellent job on it so it's just an extremely high quality well done show um and it didn't just happen to to line up with you know something that is also important in a cultural sense and like important for representation because they i think they had a you know purpose or an aim to do that but um yeah i mean just isn't just as a simple example is like the characters all all have extremely real dimension and arcs and um you just realize that you don't see that ever you see tokenism and you just see mm -hmm. you would see completely flat characters who don't go anywhere and come in to drop in you know whatever stereotype they're supposed to portray and then get Addr out address whatever whatever twitter yeah. disc discourse needs to be discussed yeah mm -hmm. so all th all three of the main main characters or i guess there's four four or five main characters but all the autistic characters like who are in the home together um are extremely funny like mm -hmm. they they all have ex extremely strong characterization and um yeah, it was just it's it's hilarious. It's extremely extremely endearing. Um for sure. Yeah. Yeah, same can be said of the other two, which is maybe a little bit I mean, it's it's I can only take it in small doses cuz it's it's such a it's such a rippling critique, it's a rippling satire of of fame, culture and and Hollywood and all this stuff. Well, I guess it's set in New York, but influencer culture and all this different these different things and it's it's really good it, if anything it's it's too good to the point of being like god what the hell you know everything sucks yeah um but it's a good show in the midst of all that uh yeah do i look like um like drew Tra T tarver yeah a little bit a little does bit. does abby say that no i was just thinking it <laughs> um yeah, I could. He looks see like that. Jason Bateman. First, I'll say. Yeah, he does. Like a slider. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see it. Um, yeah, that you similar hair. Um, he's got kind of thicker eyebrows. Um, I could see it. You know, it's it's never you're never gonna get past being, uh, you know, little Sh little Shane West. <laughs> you're always gonna be little Shane West. Hell yeah, my <laughs> proudest moment. <laughs> I still tell that to people. You know, when I was in middle school, people said I looked like Shane West. I don't know. <laughs> Walked to remember. It's pretty high praise at that time yep. at, in the early aughts. Um, I think I think people said that because Shane West has a way of trying to look tough in in a way that is completely unconvincing, <laughs> which is what I think that was. Yeah, that was the type, and that that is like the heartthrob of of that era. Yeah. Is like, yeah, sen sensitive 
wannabe tough guy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just doesn't. <laughs> oh, it's like he's got some secret. You're not tough. Mm-mm. Um. Yeah. Uh. But I I really like him. I really Shane West. Not. <laughs> yeah. I love Shane West. Um. Drew Tarver. Yeah. Just a lovable guy. Very funny. Yeah. He rocks for sure. The the scene when um. When he meets Kate Berlant, mm-hmm. is she an agent? I can't remember. Yeah, she's she's just calling agent. him the F word, and mm-hmm. that is extremely <laughs> funny. So good. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Should I close this with some stoic, some stoicism? I have something else. Okay. It, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. It, 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 on a similar key. Um, okay. So I'm. I'm working very diligently for the sake of content to transform my um, Instagram algorithm from uh, just art and maybe fungus is about is about what is on my discover page uh-huh. to that plus evangelicals. Okay. And I'm starting to get there. I'm at like 10% evangelicals now. And I came across this um, account called Yes He Is. And I'll just show you like mm-hmm. for a second. They have an extremely, like an immaculately created, you know, grid um, with these like big, you know, these big block, block text um, posts with Love good it. hip graphic design and then like testimonials from some teenagers, mm-hmm. good looking teenagers. Um, and <clears throat> they're all about like, evangelizing to your friends is like is the is the only theme that i can see okay so it's like how to make sharing jesus a priority more more on youtube tiktok and yes he is.com here's how infuse your conversations with the value jesus adds to your life what do we mean by that i'm swiping people are open to hearing about something new when they understand how they can be beneficial to their life. There's about 12 on this post, so I won't read it all, but they're all about this. So I'm like, what the hell is this? 72 K followers, just extreme, like extremely curated. Um, this is going to bump me out. Yeah. And I was digging in a little bit. Let's see. Let me go to their website. Yes, he is, which is unfortunate because in the, in the handle, in all, you know, lowercase with no spaces. It also reads as yes, she is, which I'm sure they did not account for. Um, This is a (laughs) subsidiary of, or it's an initiative of CV, Christian Vision, which I think is like a much huger organization of a couple generations ago. So it's like one of these big global evangelical orgs that only old farts work for now. and has no relevance anymore has no like no actual people on the ground mm-hmm. i would imagine but they still have some old fucks who give them a bunch of, of of money right um and so this clearly looks like they knew they need to to reach the zoomers they read the pew studies mm-hmm. um and the millennials or whatever and so they hired a firm which is smart they knew they couldn't do this in-house with their graphic designer uh-huh and they got a really, really good website and social presence stood up with really tight graphic design and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's just about, it's just telling people and trying to share with them, you know, in like over social media and, and by having teenagers say it, like that you should be evangelizing mm-hmm. people. And 
we've we've never been connected to this sort of section of christianity um for all of its faults young life is you know is about like people on the ground and and like having real connections and relationships that's real you know um but this type of org which is much more common of like they have no no impact zero impact like for whatever these 72 you know real or fake followers are um they're not doing anything with this this will have absolutely zero purchase in the culture Mm -hmm. um but anyways i was poking around on their website and i found this link and it says searching for god now what i'm looking at on this page is a typing little cursor and now i'm getting these messages oh my god see that an sms text message but it's in my browser right Uh uh-huh okay so someone named w says who is jesus great question have you ever considered that knowing jesus could change your life now we have four options sure thumbs up emoji does that matter thinking emoji no looking up emoji or i have a question so what do you what do you want to respond um no (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) oh he's typing the bot do you want to do you want to take some time to find out a little about jesus Hmm. okay uh why does it matter sure or no thanks why does it matter? What do you think W stands for, by the way? That's their, like, avatar. Is there there, is there other things around the W? It's no, just a W. It's just, like, their initial. I'm thinking it's the word. Word or way? Yeah. It really comes back to the beginning. Who created you and why? What's your purpose? Where are you going when you... Where are you going when you die? Have you thought about any of these in your life? are my options some of them no or all of them no he's typing (laughs) these are big questions that need consideration that's where jesus comes in why jesus or not interested why jesus just get to the fucking point (laughs) (laughs) type in jesus made some huge claims And if what he says is true, it's life-changing. Jesus said things like, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God except through me. He lived on earth fully man and fully God. He experienced the same life that we do here on earth, but he never sinned. (laughs) Okay, you only have one option. What is sin? (laughs) (laughs) That's my only option? That's the only option. All right, what's sin? Or we can close close the tab. This is going to fuck up your algorithm. This is going to you're going to get all sorts of crazy cookies from this. Well, this is on their website. Okay. Sin is anything at all that breaks relationships. Think about any human relationship that you have. What causes separation? Are there some things in your life that have caused you pain and broken relationships? Yes, no, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I need to think about that. <laughs> um, well. Oh my god. Now that you mention it, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. He's typing. I'm sure you can think of many things in the world that aren't right. We could be here for days considering this. Huh. There are two main things that break relationships, rejection and rebellion. Mm. Either you being rejected or rebelling against people, God, or systems. 
I like this. This is getting it. They're going off the rails. Well, they're they gotta have it. a little take, a little wordplay. Yeah, that's what. That's all this is. Right. That's all, all every sermon is. Is just a little play on words. Right. Or vice versa. Someone doing the same to you. Everyone sins. Why does it matter, or how can that change? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine somebody going all the way through this. Uh, the, we're the second people. The first, they so badly want you myself. to. How can that change? They're gonna get you there, no matter what. All for all, sure. Yeah. Why does that matter? Just typing. Hold on. <laughs> A common claim is, what I do doesn't hurt anyone. Sin can seem like loads of fun, but in the end, someone gets effect- affected, whether it's you or someone else. Someone else. If nothing else, sin separates you from God. Does God care? Only response. Probably not. <laughs> Yeah, does God care? Does he really care? Hold up. He says, absolutely. If he, if he made us, why would he care? <laughs> if he made me, how could he, why would he be concerned? Which I think was um, kind of the, the hinge point in um, Spy Kids 1 or 2, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know about that. Something really weird in there. Uh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I was wrong. Absolutely. God does care. So do I, says the bot. But who are you? He's W. Okay. God loves you. After all, he created you, so it doesn't make sense that he would want you you separated from him and his love. So that's why Jesus died and rose again, to take your punishment for sin. And we got it out. Oh, my God. All right. Choose below. What now? Or tell me more. What now? Or fuck off. (laughs) No, what now is the same thing. Okay, so what now? Tell me. What now? God doesn't ask you to take a blind leap of faith, but nevertheless, it's a leap. Why not chat to God <laughs> and tell him where you are at? Choose below. Chat to God. Chat to God. Do you want to chat to God? I have questions or not interested. Are they ju- giving I, you an out? This is my out. I'm out. I, I don't I don't chat with God on the internet. This is a this is an abomination. At this point, as far as I'm concerned. Let's see, he's typing. God is interested in you. Oh, that's the rebuttal. In fact, he thinks you're amazing. I'm never going to forget that. And he loves you too, heart emoji. I have questions. Please pray for me. (laughs) Start bot again. (laughs) Wow. That's, you know, it's it's amazingly, uh, how how did they manage to pack all of the the predictability and boredom of, of... evangelism into into a experience that is completely novel in this way you could absolutely fire every pastor in america right. with this ai yeah it's it's all the exact same shit just that evangelists aren't a- able to remember right. all the way through yeah you know it's just, that's all it is it's just a little bit more streamlined i'm trying to at least find my way to a like a contact form so I picked, please pray for me. And he said, I'm a bot. Okay, so at least they're honest. But there are many people that love Jesus that would be happy to pray for you. Do you know a person like that that could ask no? No. I'm an unchurched person. I've never heard the gospel. <laughs> I'm adrift. I'm lost. I ju- you just discovered me while I had another tab open watching internet pornography. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? It's a slippery slope. I started with straight porn, and I think I'm going <laughs> to... 
<laughs> get into that's what that's what we should start typing into the into the chat right away i just started watching yeah uh, i would if it would let me but uh unfortunately crazy. we've gotten they've looped us back because i said well, i don't know and he said never fear you can talk to god yourself i can show you how and then only option is chat to god but you don't want to chat to god i'm closing the pass tab. all right that's going to come through on their analytics here Un- uncompleted, unconverted. Whatever happened to a bush, a burning bush? Now you can just click, click, click. Now I'm talking to God. You used to have to go up and do a mountaintop. You have you to had... go on a mountaintop to chat to God. Yeah. You had to, you know, cut off your foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> just cut off a little bit of your penis and <laughs> don't eat anything for 40 days. No, man, that's wild. That's yep. crazy. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. To which, to that, I reply, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Uh, by the way, I did complete that on my own, and the end of it. The bit. morbid curiosity required to get through the entirety of that thing. But I you was, some, I was going. You're for twisted, the gold. my man. I was going for the gold. Yeah. And then they have you do the sinner's prayer at the end of it. Really? Yeah. If you say yeah. yes, to everything. I actually was watching a basketball game on ESPN, and there was a Back full. Upon? Ad for Jesus. Hmm. This is nationally broadcast television. I've never seen that before. That's interesting. Yeah. Wonder where that's coming same from. Same thing. Yeah. Probably the same right. Same source. Yeah. Oh boy. TV advertising. Maybe it's cheaper than ever. I don't know. Jeez. Stick the with stick with the Stoics, man. These guys these guys have it figured out. Um doesn't matter what you bear, but how you bear it. Not not wrong. Here's the thing. Not wrong, <laughs> Stoics. But not enough. Let's just say that. Let's say that. Not enough. I don't buy it. I'm not buying what you're selling. Mm. Ryan Holiday. He's the guy. He's the he's the Stoic of Instagram of the Stoic. Mm-hmm. Alright, well, this has been you know, we've made definitely made up for lost time here. Yep. Um, any closing thoughts? Um, I don't think so. Sign off. Thanks for joining us, campers. This may be the end of season two. Yep. We'll see you soon. More things coming. More, more things, things, co- things coming. More things coming. Big shit popping, little shit stopping, as T.I. said. <laughs> I think that's it. R.I.P. No. He's alive. Oh, really? Yeah, you're thinking of Tupac. No, I'm not thinking of Tupac. (laughs) Definitely, T.I.'s definitely alive. Okay. All right. All right. All right. T.I.'s alive. I stand corrected. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Peace out, y'all.